Welcome back, wonderful listeners, to the Trey Hand Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives with your absolutely wonderful host, Shanna Trahan. You can now purchase the book, 10 Ways to Be a Great Parent, on the TrahanTherapyCenter.com. It's been officially endorsed by a school board president. It's not just for parents, it's for anyone who lives or works with children. Now, on to our show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Trey Hand Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives. No, I haven't been present lately, but uh, I certainly have been doing just that, shaping minds and changing lives. So uh, the business has just been pretty busy. And uh, But don't let that stop you. If you're in need of some mental health services, do reach out to the Trey Hand Therapy Center at www.trayhand.com therapyhouston.com. We look forward to serving your needs, people 14 and older. So let's go ahead and get on with the story for today. Here in Houston, Texas recently, um, I was sitting down uh, reading something and the television was on. So I looked up to the news and I noticed a story that was quite shocking to me and I mean with all the things that happen in the world you would think that nothing would shock me but I don't know I still allow myself to continue to be shocked in some apartments less than a mile away from where I record my sessions. There were three children who had been left alone. And you might say, hey, there's there's nothing suspicious about three kids in an apartment for a while. But according to the reports of the local news, The children had been left alone with no supervision for two months and they were without lights when they were found or discovered uh, their food resources were nil and there were two children who were found alive while the third child was no longer alive, but his skeleton was present in the home. So I'm thinking, how does something like this happen what has to be on the parents mind what mentally and emotionally is happening with those two children who are alive still but were privy to 
the rotting corpse of their sibling. How will that affect their long-term mental health? The local news has not shared much about the cognitive or, yeah, the cognitive capacity for either of the other two children. One, I believe, was 15, and I think, let me not guess on the other age. I thought I heard nine, but let's just say 15, and then there was another younger one. So, based upon the reports, neither child had been in school since COVID came about. Therefore, the school district had realized them as just people who had taken their kids out for safety reasons and nothing more. So this really just hurt my heart as I think about how I drive by those apartments all the time and these are kids so the average person would like want to reach out a hand to a kid to help you know and I'm just thinking to myself wow had I known you know what could I have said what could I have done what could maybe neighbors have done what could they have said what could they have known in this society of iPhones and iMacs and i everything. The biggest concern as a therapist is just that we've turned so inward that we don't even recognize when there's a huge gaping problem or emergency right in front of our eyes. However, some neighbors reportedly did communicate the strong smells to the office staff and Unfortunately, I will have to say that I, too, in my past, have been in an apartment complex where you pay all this money, but they ignore your requests or the things that you share with them. And someone asked me, they said, well, do you think that the apartment company could be held liable for some of the problems with the kids. And guys, you know, I have this one lane. Okay, I lie. So I have a few lanes. So my lanes are education. You know, did that for 20 years. My lane is therapy. I feel like I've done that forever. And kids. Well, I've got a few lanes, guys. So, but... I'm not an attorney, you know, I did not graduate with a law degree or any of that stuff. But just thinking back to cases I've observed over the years, 
I do wonder myself if the owners of those apartments, along with the management staff who were contacted about the smells of the rotting dead corpse, unbeknownst to the reporters that that's what it was, um, for them to ignore that, I would say that that might have also put those other two children in greater jeopardy because there was nobody checking on them. And had the apartment community checked on the two living or surviving children, perhaps they would not have been neglected for as long as they were neglected. Perhaps they would have gotten into a proper home. Perhaps they would have gotten the appropriate amount of food and care. Perhaps they would have not would not have had to stay in that home with their brother's riding corpse for as long as they did. Should the apartment community and its owners be held responsible to a degree for not following through on the reports of the foul smells of rotting corpse by the tenants. Thank you for being here with the Trahan Therapy Center. We'll be right back after this ad. Thanks so much. Welcome back to the Trahan Therapy Center in Houston, Texas, where we change lives and shape minds. Hey, we do see people all across Texas. So just because you do not live in Houston does not mean that you cannot reach out for services. We certainly do take cash payments. Uh, Cash payments allow all of your private business to remain private. Whereas if you are on insurance, Sometimes the insurance company wants reports. They want information about your diagnoses and things like that. But if you pay cash, cash is king. And cash keeps your privacy private. Thank you so much and welcome back. So let's go ahead and revisit the topic here. So when we think about what is going on with that mother so as has been reported the mother had a boyfriend and the boyfriend was not the father of the children as was reported the mother had actually or has six children well now the one is deceased so now five living children who where three of them live in other places or were living in other places, uh, as reported by one of the relatives who was caring for one of the daughters. So when I first heard the story, I just thought to myself, well, wow, you know, could this be drug related? 
And the more I thought about it, I said, well, no, I don't think this is drug related. And as more details came out about a couple of things, one, the mother was collecting $2,000 a month for these children and paying for the apartment they were in and paying for one that she and her boyfriend were in. Found that to be quite interesting. And I don't think someone with a drug problem per se would be spending all of their money on apartments versus just maybe one apartment and then drugs, right? So again, this is not factual. It's just kind of surmising based upon the information presented. And this is where, you know, my therapy antennas go up and I'm thinking, wow, so this seems to be mental health related. It's evident that people in her family knew that she was incapable of managing and caring for, having compassion for and empathizing with her own children that she had given birth to. And while maybe a few people stepped up and helped out, there were still these remaining children for which no one had stepped up to help out or take responsibility. And no, the truth is, is that no, no one else has to take responsibility for your kids. But they noted via the news that CPS had been involved at a point. And there is a high and a low of this because in talking to many CPS workers, I find that there's a huge turnover in CPS because it's a very high stress, average paid job. So you ask people to take people's children, to enter sometimes unsafe, unclean environments, various times of morning, noon, and night um, without protection such as a weapon or policemen with them and things like that many times so it's a very high stress job I mean literally like being a police officer and there's a high turnover so because I heard some different people talking about well maybe CPS is at fault CPS was wrong they dropped the ball and Excuse me. So I know a lot of people might, you know, try to point to CPS, but I think that we have to go back to the community, to the entire community. So let's just say that, you know, I know many school districts were continuously reaching out, but if the school districts reached out via mail, via email, and there was no response at all, how were they to know that the kids were still in the very same place? Or if mail was coming back, maybe the mailbox was full. How would they have known that? It's not, uh, with the huge staff shortages, school districts aren't 
necessarily all sending people out door to door, and especially with COVID. So you've got a lot of layers of issues here. CPS, I don't know at which juncture they played a role in this family case or with the family, but the neighbors didn't know the capacity of the situation because perhaps maybe one of them would have called, but then they did contact the management in the office. So some community did report in the community that failed these kids even more so was the management of the facility or whomever in the office received the reports and let them go by the wayside. So let's talk about the mom. Let's talk about what could have caused this and how could we have avoided losing an entire child? Um, How did the child get lost? What happened with that child? According to reports, the child had been beaten physically by the boyfriend to the point where he killed him. And it's also reported that that same boyfriend did beat the other children, who I guess are resilient. They both today are in jail and having hearings and such. As the the jail or the news or, you know, we haven't really heard a lot about this boyfriend but I would venture to say that he you know is dealing with some anger problems that caused him to whip spank or beat a child to the point of death at what point do you realize that okay I've spanked them enough when is enough enough And if that child might have had mental health challenges, do you spank them and punish them the same way you would a child would, you would without mental health challenges? I think all these things are, you know, something to be thought about and discussed and I would say this is, you know, kind of hard because it's just so hard because people knew that she wasn't capable of taking care of these kids from an emotional, mental standpoint. And so at what point does anybody say, hey, this is too much? Did she recoil from the family so that they would not know the status of what she was doing exactly? Someone should have certainly evaluated her mental health and then decided whenever CPS was in the mix, perhaps, to go ahead and say that she was incapable prior to this happening. 
this is such a sad case. So anyway, we'll be back uh, in just a few moments here after our message here. Thank you so much for being here with the Trahan Therapy Center. Welcome back to the Trahan Therapy Center, where we're shaping minds and changing lives all across Texas. If you or a loved one need therapeutic support, you're welcome to call 844-724-2643, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. No solicitors, please. Uh, We need our lines to be free for people who are in help and in need. So uh, we do accept insurance, but we do promote cash. So uh, that's what you should know. Anyway, let's go ahead and get back to the purpose of this podcast today. The purpose for me is that we as humans should be connected to our loved ones, our close friends, not strangers and, you know, inserting ourselves into the lives of strangers, but our family and friends, we should be aware of kind of what's happening around us. Where does our concern begin and end? Where does us stepping in and saying something begin and end? There's this little thing called boundaries and we do have to be thoughtful of boundaries, but to what degree do we get involved? Let's just think about if you were a family member of this person, what were some of the things that you could have done or even the children's fathers, whomever they were? Um, Should those fathers have come in and said, you know what, we, I already know you're not going to be able to manage this kid. Let me just get the kid. Should the father's families have said, hey, neither one of you are going to be capable mentally of supporting these kids from uh, in a true parental fashion? Should they have opened up their homes maybe? Or should they have you know, worked with social services to try to help define homes for these kids, what would have been the right answer? No child asked to become, asked to come into a world where they are mistreated, abandoned, not shown love, not shown respect, disrespected, abused, molested, maligned, ignored, and so many other adjectives that, you know, we could make the list go on for the whole day. No child asked to be unwanted, uncared for. A fetus does not get a voice. which I guess is probably going to bring me to the next topic for for next week, talking about uh, Senate Bill 8 in Texas, the heartbeat bill. Should the U.S. government 
should the Supreme Court uphold Senate Bill, Senate Bill 8, whereas at six weeks, a mother is no longer able to get an abortion. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys, I'm dealing with some allergies this morning. Forgive me. So, yeah, you know, should that be something that's a lot? But we'll talk about that more for the next segment. It's easy enough to say that if parents don't want children, they should not have them. Maybe they should use protection. Maybe we as humans should use protection. Maybe we should abstain. Maybe we should use the rhythm method. Maybe we should do something. If we know that we're not capable, maybe our IQ is not, excuse me, to the level where we can process the idea that we cannot eat kids for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but that they need us 24-7 to protect them, to teach them, to grow them, to respect them, to show them love. Maybe so maybe this was a situation. Maybe this person's capacity wasn't where they fully understood all that was required after giving birth. Um, I can say she got one thing right. There was shelter. So kids definitely need shelter. But And they also need food. They need care, concern, understanding. They need love. So if you have a family member today, a friend today, and you know that the parenting is going really, really crazy, you know that the kids are not just spanked, but truly, truly abused. Talk to your friend, talk to your family member today. If you know that they are neglecting their children, they're not taking baths, they're sleeping in a bed with, you know, urine or or feces, they are in a home without lights, Um, they are not watched, they're let, you know, they're allowed to go out in the street all times of night without supervision. They're being molested. They're being maligned. Talk to your family members. Reach out for social services support. If you're in a position and you want to step up and say, hey, I'll help. Let me help you. But let's not have another case where we find two live kids one dead kid. CPS services are available around the state of Texas and each state in the U.S. has their own name. Every every organization name is not Children's Protective Services. Some places are family services or they have different names. But ultimately, People care about young children. So if you know that something is going on that should not be going on, you can report it anonymously. But first, I would say step up and try to help. You know, and it can start with just a conversation. 
you know, hey, what, what can you do better? What do you need? How can I help? We have to get back to the community that we used to be. Pre-Trump era was better. And certainly when I was growing up in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, there was a lot more community, a lot less division. And if we don't find our way back to community, we're certainly, as, as a union, destined to fail and fall for anything. Therapy is a lot more than just a one-on-one situation. Calling for each one of you as a part of a neighborhood, as a part of a township or a city or a state or a region to step up, um, become a part of Big Sisters, Big Brothers, become a part of organizations that support families and kids. If you see a kid across the street with no one to play with, offer your kids to play with them. This is a type of no child left behind that I'm interested in. People should support, love, and care for kids. And if you know someone around you or in your family that's a child molester, do not keep that a secret. Those are the kind of secrets that create pedophiles that create other predators not all the time but oftentimes please stop if you're the person who's been harmed speak out don't let that person harm other people and other people's children don't stand by why this happens so this has been another episode with the trade hand therapy center two children and a skeleton. Many blessings to you. Make it a great day. Look forward to talking with you guys again soon. Bye for now. It was lovely having you join us. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe below and like us. Check out our blog at trayhandtherapycenter.com. Remember, every day is a holiday. Treat yourself with a copy of the book at thetrayhandtherapycenter.com and share one with a friend. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend too. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.